Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's seven minutes after nine. And right now there is a moment of silence going on in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Uh, 22 years. 22 years. Uh, it is Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's roll. Um, I, you know, wow. Um, it feels a little off this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to put it to you. I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. If it just things feel off this year with September 11th, um, it, it personally, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, I can tell you that I have told you and and told folks listening to me wherever the hell I was over the past 22 years. I have told the story of where I was 21 times. And I can honestly tell you this is the first year where not really, I I mean, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not, I don't really have a burning desire to go over the events in my personal life of that day. It's kind of the first year where I'm experiencing that. And it may be because just in general, where I am in my life right now, I'm trying to be very much in the moment, uh, trying to embrace the the you know, life just be in my life and 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 uh, that's not to say that we should forget September 11th because I'm going to talk at length about September 11th today. Um, I don't personally have a need anymore to relive what was going on in my life at that time, and I was in Rehoboth Beach. I was working uh, at a news talk station there, uh, so there was a level of there was a personal level to it for a lot of folks that I was around. Uh, at that time, we had a news girl, uh, uh, Sharon, who was from Brooklyn, who couldn't find her sister throughout the course of the day. It was, it, you know, I mean, to say it was an intense time for all of us is is an understatement, you know, let alone those folks who experienced it directly. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I, but for me, 22 years, that went quick. The thought I keep coming back to is, God, a lot of living went on, a lot of life went on in those 22 years. And I think after 22 years, I finally got it. I finally got what I think most people got from that day. People who are wise people uh, understood, in a sense, the lesson of September 11th. Um, because very quickly, it's, it's, it became a tool for folks politically and, and you know, in other regards, uh, it became something that people would use for different reasons to accomplish things or to make themselves feel a certain way. I don't know. I know for me, I went nuts. I, I went nuts for about 20 years. And I think for some of that, I myself used September 11th as a reason to be nuts or to be pissed off uh, or to be, you know, whatever. An artist. I'm gonna look at me. I'm an artist. I'm writing about September 11th. You know, blah blah, freaking blah. But I missed the real lesson of it because I went YOLO after September 11th. I hope this is all making sense. I went in my mind. Well, I got to get out there and do stuff. I got to see stuff. I got to experience stuff. Life is short. But I really didn't get it. I really didn't get how life is actually very short. Because I, I think I've embraced that reality about September 11th now, which is this, very simply. It can all end at any given second. At, that's the dealio we all got. 
at any given moment of your life, of my life, this can be over. We can have theological debates about what happens next. I believe something continues. I believe in heaven. I believe in God and all that stuff. But the, the reality of being who we are in the universe is that this can all end at any given moment. Just riding, riding an elevator up to your floor to go to work. You know, I, I, this year I'm, I'm spending a lot of time wondering just what were they doing? What were they thinking at that given moment, you know, that it all went away? And the lesson, I believe, is to just embrace every single 60-second period you have in existence, that you're alive, that you're taking breath. I, I don't want to be so naive as to say that, well, we, you know, we should be I'm just, just be grateful to be alive because there are people who are alive right now on this planet who are going through really, really horrible stuff, and, and it's not good enough just to be alive. But to, to embrace just the, the moments of your life and of my, this is what I'm trying to do, just embrace the moments. I bet a lot of those folks who died on that day would have loved just one more trip to the grocery store. 30 more seconds with Dad talking about nothing. <laughs> You know, I, and, and, and I think that's, I, I feel some regret in that it took me 22 freaking years to figure that out. Just how precious life is and how quickly it can go away. And God bless their souls and God rest their souls. And uh, I, the other aspect about things feeling a little off this year well, you know, the president's in Alaska. Uh, I have noticed that the coverage, the amount of programming uh, is just not there this year. We're on spectrum. I'm I'm documentary guy. I'm the guy that, you know, classically watches all the programming, all the content, all the documentaries. Uh, and this year, it's it's really not there. Um, I, I was going to watch some stuff yesterday, and... The only channel that's offering any 9-11, at least yesterday, any 9-11 programming was National Geographic. And if you're on Spectrum, you can't see National Geographic right now because some, I don't know, some bullcrap contract stuff with Disney. But there is, you know, but you see in the days leading up to, to September 11th, every year up until now, you see programming offered up on CNN, MSNBC, hell, MTV does 9-11 stuff. It's just not there. Now, I don't know specifically why the president is in Alaska. Uh, I, I, I'm sure uh, his ineptitude or his inability to do even the simplest things in front of a camera might play into it. But, yeah, it's a little freaking weird that he's in Alaska. Uh, so, yeah, things I, – I, I heard something over the weekend. I don't know if it was – James, maybe you can correct me, or Christian, Christian Jean Corrine Clouseau, did somebody, something, somebody say something to the effect that, well, after 22 years, kind of like Pearl Harbor, people don't remember it as much. It's kind of natural to just not follow this stuff as more. I think I heard somebody riffing on that over the weekend, and it was an explanation for why Biden's not there. Are you talking but, about uh, the uh, press secretary? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was her or somebody else. It was something I heard in passing. Sean, who else would it be? Well, that's true. Okay. Actually, when she shut down uh, Biden at the press conference in Vietnam, for that one brief shining moment, she was the most powerful person on planet Earth, man. <laughs> yes, she was. Wrap your mind around that. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, it it feels off this year, and maybe it's because well, everything's off. <laughs> you know, things are a little little weird right now in general in the United States of Amer- of America. But you know, twenty two years ago, on September twelfth, if you'd have come up to my thirty three, thirty four year old ass, or however old I was at that point, and said, or or just described what America was going to be like 22 years from now, I'd have thought you're on drugs. I'd have thought you were, not, you were making that crap up. And I'm folding into that the fact that Donald Trump was the president for four years and has become one of the most <laughs> beloved presidents this country has ever had. I mean, just where we are in general in America right now, I never would have believed it. In the days after September 11th, when, again, for one brief shining moment, this country was unified completely and utterly, like a fist, this this country, like a beating heart, this country was unified in the days after September 11th. And 22 years later, sorry, we're on the exact opposite end of the spectrum from that. And I find that sad. And maybe that's one of the reasons why it feels kind of off today. But where are you on this? Uh, Tommy, how you doing? Hi, Sean. I am so sorry I missed your Bandera event. This oh, man, we'll be doing more of those. No worries. No worries. Oh, there's video online, uh, too, if you want to look it up. You can, uh, there's oh, a, I, yeah. I don't need to look it up. I watched every single second as I was <laughs> hanging out with my kids of, of your wife's streaming. You watch so, it with your kids? Oops. <laughs> oh, no, no, not with the kids. Okay. The kids were in the other room. Oh, okay, anyway. good, good. <laughs> yeah, no, I had my little Bluetooth ear things on listening to your poetry. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. I'm sure, I'm sure Jesse Ochoa was there. That's my Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Who he looks like a younger, skinnier right. Kenny Rogers. So what are you thinking, um, man? What are you thinking? Uh, ditto. You saved me a lot of time. Ditto to everything you said as usual on September 11th, that Tuesday morning. You and I are generally about the same age. I had my first child who is now uh, 22 and about to graduate in Oklahoma. And she's about to live her life. Yeah. And I was changing her diaper. She was born one month before the attack. And I had a television in the corner of the changing room. And I sat there watching it all go on as I was changing a diaper, just wondering what kind of world i'm bringing this child into i um, i've but, been getting long time let me just sit, jump in that's you know what our kids are about the same age my daughter was about yeah. five months old at that on that day yep. the very same thought was in my head what kind of a world did i just bring my you, kid into i have been telling people that since september 11th 2001 so as i tell you many times that you and i walk a parallel life you from the east coast and me from san antonio i we even thought the same thoughts yeah. it's and, it's and, i bet a lot of people had that thought a lot of parents a lot of new parents had that thought i dude i am just out of time uh yeah. but uh, uh thank you so much for the call and uh, we'll talk some more brother all right talk to you soon sir. thank you brother i got to take a little break then we'll come back San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. 924 on News Talk 550 KTSA, September 11, 2023. Uh, also, over the weekend, was, was there some kind of, like, sports thing that happened over the weekend? That, you know, is there something that happened in the sports world? I watched the Rangers game on, uh, on Saturday. I think they won. 
Is there something else that went on in sports this weekend that I'm yeah, not aware of? Just a few things, Sean. Do things? Was it? <laughs> well, there's World Cup qualifiers all around <laughs> nope. the globe. No, not that one. That's not nope, it. Nope. Um, pickleball? Was, is it pickleball? Pickle, was it like, oh, uh, the, uh, an Australian guy beat Joey Chestnut in the World wing, uh, Buffalo Wing Eating Contest in New York. Do you see how many they ate? 245, man. At once? Uh, well, yes. not at once. No. No, I mean, well, he, this During guy averaged about five time. a minute or something like that. He beat Joey Chestnut. Was that the big news, the sports story over the weekend? Yeah, that was a big one. The, the Joey Chestnut star has fallen to a competitor? Indigestion. Oh, is football, the big story. right. Well, in, right, but football <laughs> does the same thing for me. So foot, football season started this weekend. Is that what happened? Yes. Well, in the NFL. In the, yes. NFL. In the NFL, the yeah. niffle. And... Uh, <laughs> Christian's looking a little peaked today, uh, James, because he stayed up. Did you stay up and watch the game too? No, because you get up, you get up even early. You stayed up late and watched the whole damn thing. Yeah, Christian, it's week one, yeah. And and they did they did pretty good, right? Didn't they do really oh, really, really really well? They, they they whooped the Giants. They whooped the Giants. Sounds like a Lord of the Rings movie. This wasn't like, well, you know, they played a good game and they beat them by 10, by 20. Let's put it this way. The score was 40 to nothing. And the that game, was the end score, 40 to nothing? Yeah. And the game wasn't even that close. Do you have money on it, James? No. <laughs> should have. <laughs> the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks hosed me big time. Oh, you, I'm so sorry, you, dude. You did the Steelers? James. God, James, the Steelers. Yeah, talk to you. You went with the Steelers. That. They were at home and they got plus points, seven and a half. I don't know anything about football. The Texas Boys Choir <laughs> could beat the Steelers. The Texas Boys Choir. Mm-hmm. I was I'm it. just saying it was football season and the Cowboys won. Don't they normally suck? Isn't that, uh, isn't that normally? No, don't not they at all. normally suck? Not until they... later in the year when we so have our hopes up. That's it's when t- they. <laughs> That's when it's they the, choose to suck. The playoffs are the problem, but they've won 12 games the last two years. Oh, They're pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Because mm-hmm. I always got the – I don't know anything about football, but my wife used to be a big you know, fan of football. And, and, and well, what they happened? Went, they went political, and she got pissed off. Oh, yeah. uh, but what I've always heard is that the Cowboys are kind of like, like that persistent ex-girlfriend that insists it's going to be better this time. And then you get hooked up and like they no, end up sucking. I think, I think the fan base buys into that. The Cowboys are just a they're just a football team like any other. Why isn't the ball round? How can, you call it a ball? It's a football, but it's, it's not, not even basketball. round. It's more it's of a football. It's not tennis. It's not soccer. I really it's don't football. watch football. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this. <laughs> really, I don't even know what the hell those people are doing. I'll be. I know this is like being really. This is real like. You know, blasphemous, blasphemous here in, in Texas, but I don't like football. I don't watch it. I don't so understand even it. As, as a kid, you never were no. into the nothing? Roller derby and baseball. That's all I've ever watched. Well, roller derby and all fe- all female flat track roller derby I appreciate. See, historically. But football, I don't get it. This is about the time, you know, once training camp starts, all the interest in the Texas Rangers, that starts to wane as the temperature goes up. Okay? Well, baseball starts winding down. You know, roughly about this time of year. But, but it football be, it is should, just gearing up. But baseball should be ramping up because you're coming up on the playoffs. Well, yeah, and you got the – well, right. I got to take a break. This is fascinating. I don't understand football. Two one zero five nine nine. I understand rollerball more than football. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Jackie went to high school. Little Texas town. If 
finished up and spent the most next year bumming around. He couldn't find a job to hold. So on a Friday night, he figured he could see the world and buy a four-wheel drive if he joined the army. These are desperate times. Wow. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. That's a perfect name. Charlie Robeson uh, passed away uh, at the age of 59, native son of Bandera, Texas. And uh, uh, I, you know, we're going to talk, we'll get back to talking about the news and, and uh, September 11th. I'll get back into that coming up at 10.05. Um, just very quickly, uh, and I want to talk to James here. I, you know, when I got to Texas 13 years ago, I was, I called myself a fan of outlaw country music, but I, I only knew the major food groups, right? Willie, uh, you know, Christopherson, Waylon, and, and I was fortunate when I first got to Texas, I, I had people that were around me that were much more aware of the music, the Texas country music scene and Charlie Robeson, uh, uh, James, you knew him very well. Yeah, that was my boy, big brother. Yeah, and uh, for the folks listening, you toured with him, you worked with him, you played his music when there wasn't a lot of uh, music stations playing the Texas artists. This is ninety nine, ninety eight, around then, and then we both went to Nashville, and uh, we're running with the same record friends and. Doing what the Texans do. So let's see. If, like I told you in the story earlier, I was. What are we doing here? And he said, "Let's just see if this works." That was a great story because I, I when on Where and Rhyme, I asked you, you know, what's a memory that pops in your head immediately? Well, that I can tell. That you can. Well, <laughs> that you can tell. Right. We still got to keep the gig, James. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you brought up a story where you guys were setting up. Was it in Nashville? Yeah, it was during the big country radio seminar. So all the DJs and record labels, everyone's in town. Uh, right. taking over downtown Nashville, and Charlie was coming up with the new uh, label, Lucky Dog, and so we were promoting it and stuff, and, right. and we were just sitting in the back of this auditorium, and, I mean, like, Keith Urban might have been playing on stage or something like that. I I can't remember. Right. And I was just looking around, and I was like, what What are we doing here? Because this isn't our bag. We don't we do not do Nashville. And he right. was, I don't know. Let's just see if it works. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> Because he didn't stay in that, right? That didn't work. No. He, yeah, he kind of came up against the same sort of uh, corporate wall, I think, is what you were describing earlier. Yeah, and then when uh, him and Emily got engaged and got married and started having kids, it was, no, I'm just staying in Texas so I can see my family more often. And you can make a damn good living just touring in the border of Texas. Oh, yeah, I would so, think. Yeah, so, uh, no, he's he was just happy to be at his home here over in Alamo Heights and out at the ranch and... Hanging with the kids, he, his oldest son Gus. He was a very proud dad about uh, his pitching, and uh, he really didn't talk much about the other kids. He let them be alone. But uh, Gus was that was his baby boy, and he mm. loved going to the games and and fishing. Good lord, if Charlie oh, he loved fishing. Yeah, if he wasn't here, he was down on the coast. Um, and I haven't heard from Fowler. I've, I've talked to Craiger and a bunch of the fishing buddies. So uh, naturally, everyone's kind of tore up yeah to say the least and uh, uh i i told you i we saw him uh oh a few years back right before i think he took himself off tour so like 
2017. Yeah, at, we, at Floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was inside. He was at the, on the inside stage. And it was a phenomenal show. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But, I mean, it, I was just, I, I re- it was a really, really good show. And I, you know, the music that I know and was introduced to, I've, I've just, I, you know, what I'm, I'm an amazing lyricist. And uh, I don't know, man. For me, he kind of represents everything that's great about Texas, and I love about Texas, if that makes sense. He's unapologetic. He was intelligent. funny. Uh, put you in your place if he thought you did something wrong without hesitation. And would own up to his own mistakes, too. So, Which is a rare quality. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> A lot of artists like to blame everybody else. Right. And I, I'm fairly sure that Charlie was able to go, yeah, I was a jerk. I need to apologize or something like that. Right, right. Well, my heart goes out for you or to you. I know that uh, this is a hard day for you, brother. And uh, again, uh, as far as we know, we're being told what complication. Well, cardiac arrest. Well, not really cardiac arrest. Right. Uh, uh, some. Uh, multiple organ failure, maybe. Right. Um, but you know, he was in the hospital, and the family was around, and it wasn't like a sudden deal where he was out doing something. Right. He was feeling ill, and the canceling dates the last few months, and so it was. I was told a couple of weeks ago to say prayers for Charlie that he wasn't looking good, and there wasn't like, a, oh, he can make a miraculous recovery. We're going to have a benefit concert and raise money, and they were just like, no, it's it just doesn't look good. So. Right. And then it happened, and the phone started blowing up yesterday when everyone started finding out, and I sort of forgot. And I was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Oh no! Now I remember. Charlie was sick. Mm. Well, and you know this too. You you get to this juncture in life, and you realize that that's fifty nine is young, you know. So uh, our hearts go out to his family and his kids, and uh, and you, uh, and you, sir. He's got a lot of fans yeah. listening. I know he does. So everyone, play his music. Yeah, have it make it a Charlie Robeson day, man. God rest his soul. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Sam, I know you've been on hold for a while. I swear to you, I'll come to you when we get back. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071, September 11th, 2023. 22 years later. What have I been doing for 22 years? We'll talk a little bit more at uh, 10.05 about September 11th. Uh, uh, right now, I, I want to talk to Sam. Sam, how you doing, man? All right, Mr. Arriaga. <laughs> you know, um, all right, all right, all right. Texas whooped up on Alabama, and uh, road tide was – their tide is gone. But let me – Oh, this is about football. Oh. Yes. I didn't yes. know what the hell you were talking about. Let me let me change it up a little bit. Uh, story that I heard. This I wouldn't know if you did. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you're, you walk through life, and God is with you on the. And there's two sets of footprints in the sand. Yes. And then when your darkest moments, God, where were you? Well, you know what? There's only one set of footprints. It's because God was carrying you. I agree. At that time. I absolutely okay? agree. My Thank- prayers are with you, your friends, and the family. You know, Sean, you and I both lost our moms. And, you know, to me, that was a prob- probably one of the things that helped me the most. You know, that God was carrying me when I was, ooh, down, you know? Right. And you've been there. You know yep. what I'm talking about. You guys well, have a blessed day. Thank you, Sam. Brother, I love you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yep. 
Rocco, thank you. I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, September 11th is a, a good day. And I, you, I'm not telling you guys anything new to reconnect with God, <laughs> angels, spirituality, you know, your faith. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to make it a reflective day, you know, whenever it rolls around. Again, it's, it feels a little different this year for, for several different reasons. But, you know, it is kind of a good day to kind of uh, take a step back and uh, look at your life and, and, and look at what's going on with you I, I, and, and your relationship with God, certainly. <clears throat> there are many angels uh, at work on that day. Uh, I, I, you know, I, again, it's kind of the, the theme, the thematic statement of the day that, you know, if you'd have told me a lot of you know, stuff that's going on now 22 years ago, I'd have thought you're nuts. I mean, uh, we we were talk. We played some audio earlier of a Donald Trump interview on that day or the day after. Um, if you'd have told me 22 years ago in one day that Donald freaking Trump would be the president someday, and not only would Donald Trump be the president, but he would be a really really good and an effective president. If you'd have told me 22 years and one day ago that we're talking about Bandera, Texas, Charlie Robeson, native uh, son of Bandera, Texas, you know, if you'd have told me 22 years ago, hey, Donald Trump's going to be such a beloved president that after he's out of office, there'll be stores in Bandera, Texas selling Donald Trump stuff. I told you last week about how, yeah, it's been open for about two months. Just outside of Bandera, there's the Trump store. I, you know, I mean, that's that's a first. Uh, there's no president sitting or, or former who has a freaking store, man. And I heard the audio of him on September 11, 2001. And at that point in my life, I didn't think anything about Donald Trump. You know, everybody knew who he was, obviously. But I didn't think about Donald Trump. I mean, uh, I, I just didn't. And now you... 22 years later, and he has been president, and you hear that voice, and this may sound really square. You might give me some eye rolls there, or some of you might, but I I find something about the man's voice to be comforting now, especially in moments like that. I want him back at the freaking helm. <laughs> as far as uh, Al-Qaeda and ISIS, that guy didn't mess around, man. And 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 yet, and, and he was in uh, South Dakota on Friday. Noam, as we said on Friday, as as you know, obviously uh, endorsed him. I forget where he was. He in Iowa, I guess. He did a big rally, and and uh, he's. It's like you know, the Rolling Stones showing up. And and yet, the next president of the United States of America will be Kamala Harris. They're not going to let that man be president again. Here's Mary. How you doing, Mary? Good, Sean. How are you? Today's my birthday. Happy birthday to you, Mary. Thank you. I, I hope it's a very cool day show. for you. Oh, yeah, it is. I spend it with my daughter. Anyway, I want to elaborate on Biden going to Alaska. Oh, God. Instead yeah. of going and paying respects for 911. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But you know what, Sean? All in all, it's in God's hands. And I really believe Donald Trump's going to become president again. I hope so. (laughs) Every day. Every day, Sean, I pray and pray. But I had to talk to you today. You're a blessing to me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. 
Have a great day. You Thanks, too. Sean. You're a blessing to me as well, Mary. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, I... I I don't know. I think also what feels off is that every right now, isn't everything just freaking upside down? Um, I I don't know. This is it's it's impossible to predict anything. I, I you know Donald Trump's numbers are through the roof. Biden in Vietnam was that not a cringe fest? Were you not embarrassed as an American citizen? By Biden's freaking display in Vietnam. And if you're not, why? Holy crap, was that bad? Was he using that term, that term dog pony face? So, dog face pony, lion yeah, dog like face that? pony soldier. I thought he said this like years ago he, during the campaign. That's his second time around with that, with that line. Uh, it's an encore. Well, there was a guy on a campaign trail that said something to him. You know, one of those. Right average working stiff middle class people that he seems to revere or claims he does yeah said something mildly critical and he called him a lying dog-faced pony soldier and he just re you know brought it back we'll we'll be right back sean rima 9 till 11 News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. It is September 11th, 22 years later. Uh, and I guess I'll do the, uh, you know, where were you uh, uh, discussion here just very quickly. You know, it, it wow, at that time... Uh, first off, I was living in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I was doing, working at a small, small <laughs> talk radio station in a in a freaking cornfield. Okay, uh, I, I I'm thankful I got that gig because that's that's how I got into talk radio from music radio. But it was a real small station. Uh, we didn't have a TV. <laughs> if you can imagine a talk radio station without a television. So I I at that time. Um, I was making the the biggest leap of my life. I spent all my life on you know Maryland and Del Delmarva, I guess you'd call it. You know D.C. You know that whole area, Baltimore. And I had always had a, as they say, a dream of El Dorado. Man, I wanted to find my fortunes in the West. It had been a dream of mine my whole life just to leave the the home stomping grounds and 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 strike out west. It, you know, which is a, a such a peculiar idea to America. It's just the, the kind of country we're, we were at one point. Maybe we still are. But, man, head west, you know. And uh, starting all over, and I had resigned from my job. I, I was on the air from 4 to 7, and I, I resigned, and they let me stick around for a month and uh, and board up, you know, run the board for some satellite shows to kind of keep me working until I left. At uh, that time, uh, you know, I was married to my, married to my daughter's uh, mom. My kid was five months old, uh, and we were taken off. I didn't have a job on the other side. It was we we literally were wagon training it across the country, and they went out uh, about a month before I did. So I was basically when nine eleven happened, I was a hobo. I was living on people's couches. <laughs> you know, I was living out of my car. You know, I had a crappy old car. And uh, and then that happened, and uh, 
you know, I mean, in that part of the world, it was really p- personal because I was surrounded by, I didn't have anybody directly involved, but I was surrounded by people who did. And, you know, it was really strange and scary. And the Pentagon happened, and that was right in our backyard. And uh, in, in Rehoboth Beach, Ocean City, Maryland, that whole area, you're kind of in the middle of the triangle of Pennsylvania, D.C., and New York. And it's a vacation spot for a lot of folks uh, from those from those towns, from those areas. And there are two things I there are two things I remember and I'll never forget. And then I'll you know we'll move on. And if you want to call us up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The first was uh, that night, uh, September eleventh. Well, maybe it was. I think it was the next night. Again, I wasn't living anywhere, so I didn't even have a TV to watch. Uh, so I <laughs> left the station and went to a local bar, an oyster bar, and sat there. But the next night, September 12th, I found myself at a uh, dock bar in Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, I, I was going to stay the night with a buddy of mine uh, in that part of the uh, part of town. And I'll n- never forget this as long as I live. I just walked in, and there was maybe seven or eight people. It was one of these dock bars where it's a square outdoor bar, right? The bartender's in the middle of the square. Everybody sits around on these high stools. And there was about seven or eight people there. I walked in. Nobody was saying anything. They had four televisions bolted to the corners of this bar with the coverage going on. And at that point, it, you, you were seeing, you know, it was the, 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 just the crowd, the endless crowd of people with pictures of their loved ones taped to their chests. Uh, and every time they'd find a news crew, you'd, they, the, the reporter would be just surrounded by people have you seen my brother have you seen my brother have you seen my sister have you seen my dad and i'll never forget we all just sat there and watched and nobody said anything uh i think the only thing i said that night was give me a gin and tonic and i my glass was not empty for the rest of the night uh all of us bartender included sat there in absolute silence with this look of just shock on our faces watching the TV sets, watching the television. And we closed that place down. Everybody got up and left. Nobody was charged. <laughs> there was no tabs. Uh, that Friday, which was my last day uh, working for this particular radio station in Ocean City, Maryland, was Kite Fest, which is uh, a big citywide coastal thing where people bring the you know hundreds of thousands of people show up in town with homemade kites and they fly these kites uh and i i again my my wife then wife and daughter were in colorado and i was i was there and i'm I'm doing a my last live broadcast at kite fest on the boardwalk of ocean city maryland with the mayor of ocean city jim matthias who is now a state senator and all the flags were American flag designs. All the flags. And I remember at noon, they played the national anthem. I still get choked up. And all those flags just went up into the air. And mind you, this you're in a corridor from BWI and all the major airports. And th- this, it was peculiar to be in that part of the world. And there were no airplanes in the sky. And all those American flags... All those kites went up into the into the sky, and everybody was just. I remember again, Mayor Matthias looking, you know, leaning over uh, and whispering in my ear, "What's it going to take? What what what's it going to take 
for, for this to stop, you know, something of that nature. And the, I remember there was a young woman ah, standing in front of me, and she had a stroller. And in the stroller was a little baby. You know, it looked like she was probably my kid's age. And that, that woman was just crying and just, just all alone, just her and her little baby, just sitting there watching those flags, crying her eyes out. And I remember thinking, as uh, my buddy said a little while ago, what kind of a world did I just bring my kid into? And I'll, those two moments, I'll never forget those two moments as long as I live. And then, you know, I ended up getting in my car and driving out to Colorado, and the rest is history. Here I am. I sit here now because of everything that, you know, all the things that we were doing at that time. But, yeah, holy Jesus, that was a quick 22 years. It went by really, really fast. And, you know, uh, again, I'm kind of cycling back around to what I started off the show with. It, you know, the, the, it, you really do have to, man, I'm late to the game on this. I wish I'd have learned it then. I just got angry and weird and spent the next 20 years partying my ass off, uh, basically, and not in a fun way. But, uh, you know, just just life is so precious. And we human beings do such freaking horrible things to each other. (laughs) Why? What is it going to take, you know? (laughs) When are you going to get over that crap, you know? I don't know. We seem far from it now, you know, where we are right now in this moment. So uh, that's where I was, and that's what happened. And uh, that, that was freaking 22 freaking years ago. 210-599-5555. It was Greg. Greg, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Sure. What um, are you thinking? A rough, kind of a rough morning uh, thinking about September 11th. Um, yeah, my wife was at home with my daughter, uh, wasn't born yet, crying our butt off I bet and uh I was at work and and I serve uh I served in the Marine Corps and I was already out mm. so I felt bad for not being able to serve but I worked with a another Marine um who's retired and he told me he was a Vietnam vet and lost lots of buddies over there and he said I gotta hand it to the terrorists well they did a phenomenal job and I'm like man I didn't I was about to jump all over him, man I just don't understand how somebody could say that People were pulverized, man. Anyway, um, I feel bad for the people that are going through that. And I was watching the service of them uh, naming the names and stuff. So Mm. God bless them all. Yes, um, and and God bless you and thank you for your service, brother. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Um, You know, of of what he said or what his friend said to him, the fact of the matter is, it was a successful terrorist attack. Um, it had the effect it was going for, you know. Uh, we, we're t- we've learned in years past, or years since, rather, that, you know, even Bin Laden was kind of shocked, apparently, when they fell down. Apparently, he'd never figured that, you know, if you run an airplane into a building, it's going to come down. Uh yeah, I, I, you, you look at the people who were just magnificent in that moment. I mean, you, you saw some amazing examples of who and what a human being actually can be. I, I, I posted as my profile picture that now infamous photograph of a, of a New York City fire, fireman uh, in a stairwell running up while everybody else is running down. 
running for their lives. This guy's going up. They all were going up. You know, I, I, I and then I'll shut up here. I, 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 you, you have, I, I have a great deal of respect for firemen, people who fight fires and first responders. You know, I, they are the most, they're, they're the best of us. They really are. And uh, there were some magnificent examples of heroism and courage and self-sacrifice on that day, which, in fact, do need to be remembered. Yes. 210-599-5555. Uh, very quickly. Elvis, how you doing? Outstanding. Uh, in 2002, I had just gotten back off of uh, my uh, deployment, my six-month deployment. And uh, then my boss calls me in and says, uh, hey, you're being shifted over to start the ground war uh, mm. in 15 days. And I was like, mm. I just got back. He said, yeah, well, you're going back out. I was like, oh, man. So I go over to this other ship that I'm getting slaved over to. And the pier looked just like World War II movies where they got the gear, the tanks, the howitzers right. and all that stuff. Right on the pier getting loaded up. So I get up there, get on the ship. Um, my job at that time was, uh, operations Intel and I get into the Intel center and I ask him, I said, well, where's your TV? They said, we don't have one. I said, hold on. So about a day later, I ordered all that. Well, a little bit later, the XO comes in and he goes, why are you putting a TV in here to watch movies? I said, where were you in 1991? He goes, I was just getting out of first year of college. I said, that's all I need to know. <laughs> so he left. I went ahead and put uh, the TV in, had everything sold up, and I hid it behind two fake panels that I had painted gray. So when you went in there, you couldn't see it. So when we got up there in the Gulf of Pre, we offloaded all the Marines, and as soon as the ground war kicked off, I dropped the panels, and I had my TV, and every officer on that ship was up in my room watching TV. Mm, wow. And the only question the XO had was, how'd you get that up there so quick? <laughs> I just smiled. Wow. Well, Elvis, you know uh, what you know. Right, right. Elvis, thank you for the story. Thank you for your service, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, just texted me. And there are, I guess, I was talking about how I really haven't seen as much programming devoted to 9-11 uh, this year as in years past. But apparently they are showing some stuff on the History Channel. And uh, Let's see, where else did she say? Because I am. I'm that, I know people kind of break into two different groups, you know, people who watch it and people who don't. And there's no rule book. If you don't watch it, I hey, I respect you. But I do. I'm just that guy. I guess they're running stuff on the Discovery Channel and History Channel. Uh, so I'll be watching the documentaries. It, 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 I, I tell you what, one thing I won't be watching will be whatever the hell Joe Biden's freaking doing. He's in Alaska. He's in Alaska. He's in Alaska. Um, and I got some thoughts on that. But he was in Vietnam uh, over the weekend. And who? Oh, man. It, that's about as bad as it's gotten with this guy. I mean, it, it, he did the dog face pony soldier line. He trotted that out again. He was ram. He walked away from the podium at one point. We were uh, James and I were just talking about Karine Jean Pierre, <laughs> the black lesbian who is our current press secretary. I guess she's trapped. James pointed this out to me. I guess she's traveling with him now. 
Because she shut his ass down. She shut it all down. He was like, wasn't he talking at the time? Yeah, oh, James, let's play some audio. James did a montage uh, of all the uh, wonderful Biden moments from Vietnam. Go ahead and roll that fascinating audio. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the uh, the light. <laughs> and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. Following the his orders. Southern hemisphere had access to changes. Had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. Have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Union so says he's a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the press conference. Thanks, everyone. Oh, and then the black thank lesbian you. shuts it down, man. As I said at the beginning of the show, I only refer to her, refer to her as a black lesbian because it's so historical, and that's what she wants you to know about her. She's a black lesbian. And for that one moment, she was the most powerful human being on planet freaking Earth. But, Sean. She just shut his ass up, man. He's the president of the... Well, he wasn't making any damn sense. But you know somebody was chiming in her ear enough. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 you're you know? right. I mean, I think what we all... I mean, if you didn't know before Vietnam that Joe Biden ain't running squat, <laughs> then you're dropping out. acid, man. I mean, yeah, that... I was watching that. And that was, to say it was cringy would be an understatement. I, I was like, oh, ah, because he, he wasn't making it, it wasn't making any sense. Again, he kind of wandered away from the podium at one point. Um, <laughs> and, and the dog-faced pony soul. But then he wraps it up with, now, this should be something, this should be a line you know how presidents all have their lines that history remembers, right? JFK asked not what you can do, what your country can do for you, but yeah. what you can do for your country. Joe Biden's line for the rest of history should be, I don't know about you, but it's about time I went to bed. Or whatever the hell he just said. Is that what he said? I'm going to go to bed? That should be his byline. That should be his, etched in the freaking stone of history right there. That should be his line forever because that's who he is. You think that's I, I don't know about you. What's let's hear it one more time. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that that's I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. That should be every time Biden's name comes up <laughs> down through the annals of future history. Remember when the president famously said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's the end of America. It's all, it's, we're doomed, man. Because I tell, man, it's going to be President Kamala Harris. They're going to have that gibbering idiot for the foreseeable future as they, you know, slowly turn us into a communist day. <laughs> but I'm going to bed. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. It's just. I can't believe that just happened. You he ain't running nothing, man. That guy ain't running a bingo card, all right? <laughs> there, there's That guy is in control of nothing. I mean, thank you, Jesus, he's not. But it kind of mm. does beg the question as to who is at this point. <laughs> who is actually running stuff? Because it sure as hell ain't him. I don't know. I'm oddly thankful he's in Alaska, you know. Maybe he'll riff about... 
pony soldiers to a Kodiak or something. I don't know. I got to take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The only woman who's going to listen to you. Tell your smart speaker to stream KTSA. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It is September 11, 2023. And with that in mind, you know, not diminishing our reverence of this day and our reflection, I'm going to do some celebrity news here in a few minutes and crack you up. Because I actually do believe this, that you also need to have some fun on September 11th and go about the business of living your lives because in that small way, the bad guys don't win. And we got some really stupid celebrity news I want to lay on you. But first, uh, we have a guy from West Virginia uh, calling us. Adam, how are you? Hello, Sean. How are you today? Pretty good, man. Well, well you know, September 11th. You know? <laughs> what, what, what are you, what are you thinking? I really appreciated you and Trey this morning. Um, I actually took the day off work because it's September 11th. Mm. Um, I, I think we should. It should be a national holiday. But uh, yeah, I'd be fine I with was that. 15 yeah. years old. I was 15 years old. When you were I 15. The burn. Right. Mm. And um, in high school, watching the buildings burn, and I decided then, a lot of my buddies decided then we were, we were going to join up. And we were going to be in the military. And to look at this, fast forward 22 years later, it is such an embarrassment. What we have in the White House, what we have in the White House press secretary, our embarrassing pullout from Afghanistan. Oh, God, yeah. It is such a disgrace. And I still love this country, and I know there are so many people that still love this country. But it is really, really embarrassing watching what's happening in washington right now once again I want to thank you and trey this morning oh well you thank you for your service sir thank you for that and uh thank, thank you. you for calling me from west virginia man i love west virginia been out there a number of times i i you know it to be somebody who did serve especially if you're somebody who joined as a result of september 11th you know between just everything that's going on or going to crap right now and and couple that with Afghanistan, which is kind of the <laughs> sad and twisted end chapter or end game, if you will, of, of 9-11. I can't imagine what you folks are going through. Um, Especially, yeah, and if you're a Democrat or a fool or whatever and you're listening and you're probably going to roll your eyes on this one, but... When you stop and consider that Trump had a plan in place that had we followed, um, we would have gotten all our folks back, we would have gotten all our allies back uh, and into safety, we would have uh, uh, not left billions of dollars of munitions behind. Uh, There's so many things that would have gone differently in Afghanistan had the current you know, pieces of crap who are currently running this this country into the ground. Uh, once they took control of that, it uh, became a photo op, and people died. And we, we actually, in my opinion, uh, you know, uh, committed our own act of terrorism when we bombed that guy who was just driving around delivering water to people. So Joe Biden had some optics. It's disgusting. It is. It's a blight. 
And yeah, I, if you served as a result of 9-11, God, I have no idea what you're thinking right now. Looking at the way things are, it's madness. Um, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And those of you who are listening who did sign up as a result of 9-11, I say this to everybody, but I'm saying it specifically to you today. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Um, just a couple of stories here. First off, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't give two craps about the Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, uh, Danny Masterson story. (laughs) You know, this is a big story where they, after he was convicted of rape, I guess two counts of rape during the sentencing phase, his family asked Ashton Kutcher and Mila to write character letters which is pretty standard stuff. They don't normally become public record, or, you know, available to the public. But it's it's a big ass storm, right? Because people are saying, "How dare you speak favorably of a rapist?" And I, and they had they 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 apologized. That's what we do. They had a big freaking apology video that they put out, and this is what celebrities do when it's you know when it's a slow day in Malibu you know what I mean or the south of France you know they they worry about this crap and figuring out who should apologize for what I don't give a crap about any any of that there's another story that is kind of funny in regards to wokeness I don't know if you know who Mads Mickelson is uh he's a very fine actor and we mo- mo- mostly know him as a weird european guy with a funny eye who plays the bad guy in all the movies <laughs> He's been a James Bond bad guy. He he just recently was the bad guy in the Indiana Jones movie. Uh, he played Hannibal Lecter at some point in a in a TV show. But he's got a a period piece that's out. It's getting a lot of discussion. Oscar buzz. And Oscar buzz. And this is going to be the first year where the Academy is enforcing diversity quotients on all films that are considered. For an Academy Award, you got to have so many black lesbians on the set. You got to have so many tranny people in in the film, uh, acting in the film. You you got these because that's how a Democrat knows they're a good person is by making sure all the boxes are checked and they know enough people in all the communities that you know uh, prove uh, by their relationship what a great human being they are. So instead of making great movies, we're going to make crap movies, but they're going to have all the black people and the lesbians and the trannies and the I don't know who else uh, needs representation. And Mads Mikkelsen is there with the director of this movie, and they're doing a presser, and there's a lot of Oscar buzz, and a Danish reporter asks, and I'm paraphrasing, well, you know, there's a distinct lack of diversity in your film, uh, you know, as far as representation. Are you concerned that this might hurt your uh, chances at winning any Oscars for this? <laughs> it's kind of funny. And Mads Mikkelsen responds, and again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, it's set in Denmark in 1750. There really weren't any people of color in the the region we were discussing. We're, we're trying to reflect history. So if you're wondering why there's so many Norwegians in this movie, <laughs> this that's apparently why. Uh, I guess even there is a, a, a young black girl who is a, a character in the movie, but you know, that, that's kind of where we are right now. That's where we are, but you know what? There's an, there's one more, well, two more celebrity stories, James, 
I didn't know until Warren Rima that Drew Barrymore's contract has been renewed, so she's going to keep doing her daytime show. That was keeping me up at night. You Holy know, God, we dodged a bullet there, didn't we? You know how bad that's going to be without having writers? She doesn't. She, doesn't she already have... sounds like a moron yes. with writers. Oh, if she's going to just riff off of the top of her head Yeesh. and then get on one knee in front of all the oh, God, guests no, that come in. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you know, you know where this is headed. Ooh. Ah. Oh, wait, but there, a, a funny story. Donnie Osmond has renewed his residency in Las Vegas. And there's an interview with him that came out where he says he's never uttered a cuss word in his life. And I believe him. I just, I believe, I, I believe that is absolutely true. He said, I've thought the words. He said, there are words I've wanted to say to a few people over the years. But his dad never cussed. And he said, that's how I, I've never uttered a cuss word in my life. And I think that's cool. Who doesn't love freaking Donny Osmond, man? He's Donnie freaking Osmond. Okay, what's the biggest scandal that guy's ever had? He let his 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 beard grow out a little bit back in the early 90s when he put out that solo record. That's pretty much it. Oh, Donnie Osmond's got whiskers. That's it. And he's never cussed. You know what? James and I got you covered, buddy. Uh, we cuss pl- in Elaine. We, we cuss plenty. I don't know if Christian cusses. And Trey tries to avoid it. But the rest of us, we got your back, buddy. We, we got your end, okay? Because I cuss continuously. I love profanity. 210-599-5555. Yeah. New Stock 550 KTSA. It's a Dwight Yoakam song. I'm Sean on New Stock 550 KTSA. There's a reason why James is playing it. I, I'm going to admit this on the air. I'm going to admit this on the air, James. Okay. I For once, I did something right. Okay. And in a, a logical way. In that I took time off. I'm going to be off Thursday and Friday. I took this time off like six months ago. It was so long ago, I forgot that I had taken this Thursday and Friday off. Uh, my wife and I have some things we want to do, and one of the things we're doing is we're going to see Dwight Yoakam on Thursday night with all our friends. She bought the tickets like 100 years ago. <laughs> and so I took both. We have some other things we have to do on Friday, but I took both days off. I took Thursday off, which I really, you know, I, I morning show, but... If we have to go downtown, we're leaving at 7 a.m. I mean, I'm just, I'm that guy. <laughs> but I can admit this on the air, and I just admitted this to James. I don't, I couldn't list a single Dwight Yoakam song to you. I don't know anything about his music. I know him as the bad guy from Sling Blade. I know that he was in Benditas. Uh, with, uh, he played the bad guy in that movie, too, with Salma yeah. and Penelope. <laughs> Wasn't that faster than you? What? Yes. Yeah. Fast, fast, was that the song was faster yeah. than you? Fast as that's, you. So that's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast. As James yeah. was saying that's probably the song. One of the songs he'll open with. He might. My it, wife loves him. It might be last too. I don't know anything about his music. Isn't that horrible? He's great. Oh, you will. Oh, I'm sure I'll love it. You got a crash course coming. But I just keep. Uh, you like 
fried potatoes. You know, I just keep hearing that in my head. <laughs> Doyle. So I'll be, uh, I, we're going to a Dwight Yoakam concert on Thursday night. And it's down, I think, I think it's at the Majestic. Yeah, you're going to have to wear a button shirt. A button? Oh, I'm yes. going to have to put some, a Do shirt, you have wear one? a belt. Well, I'm going to look nice, you know. I'm going to. I do have a shirt with buttons on it. Well, I'm sorry if you're under the age of 25. Buttons, <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe a belt too, and some, my cowboy boots. And I'm looking forward to it. I just don't like. I hate driving downtown. I just God, mm-hmm. I hate driving downtown anymore. Yeah. Ooh, that's why I took the day off so we could leave at daybreak. Uh, to make <laughs> sure that time. we uh, that we you know find adequate uh, 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 you know yeah. adequate parking and stuff. You're gonna enjoy it a lot. You're saying I'm really gonna like it. Yeah, she's been telling me that too. Yeah, she's a huge fan. Trust the Mexicans. <laughs> I'll trust the Mexicans on the Dwight Yoakam question. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just think it's funny that I and I I had totally forgotten that I'd taken the time off and and I'd actually put in for the time off, which is something that I sometimes fail to do. <laughs> so the boss has it all worked out. I, I'm like. Because I, I, my wife said yesterday, you took off Friday, right? Because we're going to be late Thursday night. You took off Friday, right? I'm like, I think so. And so right, during a commercial break, I run into his office like, no, I need Friday off. He's like, oh, we already got it covered. Hey, bro, buddy, we already got it covered for Thursday and Friday. You're good. Like, oh, okay. I think I told him we had important stuff to do. But, I mean, I Dwight Yoakam's pretty important, right? If the wife wants to see Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's going to be considered an intimate venue for him. He, oh, really? Yeah, yeah he, I guess he, he does plays stadiums. A, he yeah. plays stadium, Whitewater Amphitheater. Right, right. You know, then the Majestic holds like, what, 7,000 people or something? I love that theater. It, it's such a gorgeous theater. It's going to be, I'm really jealous now the more I think about it. It's going to be a good show. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I, I forgot about it until just recently, like yesterday, that I was even going. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. That'll be fun. So uh, it'll be Trey for uh, for Thursday and Friday, and we got our, our guest host uh, Chris that subs. But I just think it's funny that I freaking forgot about it. Well, you probably booked all this stuff back when you were drinking. Probably, and yeah. I think that's 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 what I'm thinking. Right, putting Let's see. I need. Sir, I'm taking Thursday off too. Damn it! <laughs> I deserve it. Then, I'm taking Thursday off. And then forgets it. about it. Gets so I can sober. See that. That and then Dwight, still forgets so about it. So I can it. see that Dwight yogurt show. I'm telling you. <laughs> that sling Damn blade Damn it, I'm guy. taking Thursday off, too. I want to see the guy with the sling blade band. <laughs> I like fried potatoes. <laughs> Dork. Totally forgot, man. I must have been blacked out. I, I just totally forgot. So that's cool. So anyway. Oh, don't worry. You're, you're, oh. you're, you're normal. Don't worry, me. Very cool. Very cool. So that's where all about Thursday, Friday, I'll be off. But <laughs> and, and tomorrow we have. There's a lot of news today. We just didn't get to because with 9/11 and, and a lot of other stuff that's going on. Uh, the governor of New Mexico is it? I think you pronounce it Luhan Grisham. Yeah, uh, uh, Luhan. Is it Luhan? Grisham, yeah. yeah. Um, she basically suspended your 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 rights to keep and bear bear arms in that state for 30 days, and it's going to be revisited. Uh, very tragically, an 11 year old boy lost his life. Uh, was shot uh, in Albuquerque, and so her reaction, or I guess the way she's going to prevent that from happening, is by uh, suspending all gun licenses. I think I got that right for concealed carry and open. Are they an open carry state? 
I believe they are. Yeah, the problem that she has now is that she's got multiple lawsuits, and now the House is starting to move to impeach her. Well, yeah, I mean, so and, and then the protests that. that happened. <laughs> I, I don't see how that's going to. It's it's just not constitutional. You know, it's it it's not. It's damned illegal. It's damned unconstitutional. But she's the one who's out there saying. Well, your constitutional rights aren't absolute. Well, she's got really. A, she's got a news bulletin coming. How do you figure? Isn't that that whole inalienable part? It's, like you can't be. It's not possible for you to be alien to this right, okay? Because it's inherent that you have a right to protect yourself or have a weapon or whatever. That's the sort of, no, it's, it is it is sort of absolute, and a lot of people are pissed off at her. We didn't get a lot of time to talk about that today, so we'll hit that tomorrow. See what Joe does in freaking Alaska. <laughs> you lying dog face. Holy crap, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, you it does, say one more thing. You, you guys, Kamala Harris is going to be the next president of the United States. I'm just no. telling you to prepare no. yourselves. Hey. September 11th, reflect, remember, never forget. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Christian Blood, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Thank you, everybody. This ends the count. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.